in a world full of straight people. Aren't you glad there's Wow Presents Plus, the number one place in the world to see Drag Race? And so much more. Subscribe to Wow Presents Plus. Still only $4.99. Subscribe today as streamed on TV. You can do it. You have a whole Kleenex you haven't used. Look, (laughs) it's all sticking together. Did you have like a grandma that you would... That she always dig, had, yeah. Well, then she would dig in her purse, and there'd be that one old certs at the bottom of oh, the purse yeah. that was still in that tinfoil wrapper. And they always had, like, eight million Kleenexes. Oh, yeah. And I think my grandma had everything just because she, I think she came of age during the Great Depression. That was my mom. My parents were children of the Depression. That's why they were so cheap. Yeah. No, go ahead. So what else did she have in her purse? Drugs. Why? What does that have to do with the depression? She just like kept everything. Like, oh, that Kleenex is still good. I'll put it in my purse and reuse it. Okay. If y'all went into a restaurant, would she start clearing, like, dumping all the sweeteners in her purse, all the dinner rolls? Not really. Oh, I loved those women, especially those old grandmas that after church, Sunday dinner, y'all be in the restaurant. My mama told me one day, she goes, you pay for everything you see on this table. At that buffet. Uh, no, that it was at Barrett's Restaurant on Highway 80. That's in what Tula, I meant. Louisiana. Their cheeseburgers were unbelievable. I love any kind of cheeseburger, I though. do, too. And, you know, I was, I was reading something, and they were like, oh, you know, those cheeseburgers give you cancer. Bitch, I've been eating cheeseburgers all my life. I mean, as two girls who literally met at Chipotle. <laughs> Do you know I had that addiction to Chipotle where I could not stop eating there? I would there? think we've already talked about this, but I did We too. did not. But I told you. <laughs> but then I had to stop. And, and I literally I could not drive by the Chipotle and smell it. I was just like, no, Over it. Well, remember no. Shop House? That was a failure. The Asian version of it Chipotle. It was delicious. But I never ate there because I, I it was see so I'm the good. stupid white person that comes in and is like, what am I eating? It all looks like vegetables. Well, it wasn't because you know how I feel about salad. Well, no, I don't. Like, it all looked like salads to me. No, or you cabbage. got the rice and then you put like a protein on it, you know, steak or chicken. And then you put like. The green sauce on it, or the peanut sauce. Oh, Ugh, so good! I love that. But it was like warm. It wasn't like that cold noodles and stuff. I, that's the only thing about Chipotle that they put cold and hot on the same plate, and it's kind of weird. But yeah, I love that. The corn should be corn, warm. That corn salsa, but that corn salsa with those jalapenos, it it'll hurt your stomach. I mean, it's spicy. I also love cilantro. Are you one of those people that likes cilantro or thinks it tastes like soap? I don't care, I'm, but I have friends who are like, someone might die if they get cilantro. Oh, God. See, that, that's those people that are like, mm, I can't come over. I'm allergic to cats. And I'm like, have you ever been around cats? No, I'm allergic. Well, shut the fuck up and just come over and deal with it and take a goddamn Claritin. Yeah, maybe you grew out of it. It's like so stupid. Don't they know that like when you're around something like that? It's like a penis. If you're around a penis a long enough time, you're going to fall in love with that penis. 
I mean, if it's a nice one. Hey, girl. But kitty cats. I love cats. I'm about to get a cat, you know. I mean, I, I'm saying that. I'm just putting it out there. I want a black cat, though. Okay, because you had a white kitty. I had a white kitty, and, you know, I named her after Anna Nicole Smith. Goddess. Her name was Vicky Lynn Smith. You know, From ne- Mejia, Texas. My- <laughs> Not Mexia. Mm-mm. And, you know, Anna Nicole and I were born only like a week apart. So we're both... Like the same year? Yes. We're Me both- and Little Wayne were born on the same day. <laughs> I love it. Well, that makes sense that you and Lil Wayne would have similar birthday. The same year, too? Yeah, Lil same Wayne's year. as young as you? That's so funny. Same day, same year. Well, me and Anna Nicole are practically... And Lisa Marie Presley. You know, I was heartbroken with Rest Lisa Marie. Rest in peace. Anna Nicole and Lisa Marie now. Honey, they are One, partying two, two, up three. in... What? Anna... <laughs> what? That doesn't... That trio done passed. But, uh, you know, my brother's name is Daniel... Lynn Smith. Shut up. Yes, yes. So, and my brother's, do you want to hear about this? My brother's first ex-wife, her name was Vicki Smith. (laughs) Isn't that funny? So. Um, But wait a minute. I had something to tell you just now that I wanted to wrap up before we started talking about my feelings today. But I forgot what it was. What did we come in on? Chipotle. So I couldn't do Chipotle for about five years, but now I've just like I've been there three times in the past two months. I would say, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm kind of back. I'm happy for you. Praise Jesus. You know what I used to love about Chipotle, but then I got into an argument with a couple of managers about it. What? Their black iced tea was so freaking good. Really? And they would not sweeten it, but it was strong iced tea like Southerners like you and I like. Do you still like iced tea? I love iced tea. I get it at Starbucks and McDonald's. Okay, let me ask you this, because I used to get into arguments with my mother growing up about iced tea. Okay, if the iced tea is fresh at McDonald's and they got that sugar on it is so freaking delicious. It tastes just like it is down the south. I think it's too sweet. I have to do half It is half. too sweet. It is too sweet. Or put some lemonade in it. No, but sometimes gross. you can go in there, and other times where I've seen like self-serve tea, like say in a Taco Bell or mm-hmm. something, and the tea, iced tea tastes like corn. Now, if please DM me on in the Instagram, sorry, yes, in the self serve, please, or or if you got it from behind or See, whatever, it tastes like corn. I have a thing like this with mayonnaise. Well, no, but wait a minute, let me finish because we okay. can get. I'm gonna get into mayonnaise too because you know I don't deal with Miracle Whip. Do not. No, I don't like that either. I like that blue plate, but which I, is best foods. I don't like any mayonnaise unless it's at a restaurant because i don't like keeping it in the refrigerator i know they probably do in the restaurant too but i don't have to see that you don't like like i don't want to be the one to like take it out of the refrigerator does jizz turn you off no it's just like because probably usually at my house it probably had a chunk of hamburger (laughs) from the last time (laughs) someone or just some strands of some French's yellow mustard. Ugh. Or you know what it is? I know exactly what you see in the mayonnaise. Not some beef, but it'll have some of that burnt charcoal crisp flakes yeah, from the, the knife. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I, that's what I mean. Yeah. I feel Ugh. you on that. Um, it's just so gross. I would rather just like eat mustard at home and mayonnaise at restaurants. Well, I love yellow mustard, and I'm one of those weirdos. Did you ever grow up on gravy and biscuits? 
Oh, yeah. Okay, I love, we put French's mustard on our gravy and biscuits. And I know people say it's disgusting, but when you try it, that shit is good. Can I tell you what tastes exactly like that, that is very trendy, or at least was 10 years ago? What? You know Shake Shack, just right up here on the Hollywood Boulevard? Mm-hmm. Get their roadside double. It's a double cheeseburger with, like, smothered in gravy and onions. Mm-hmm. There might I don't think there's mushrooms on it. That might be too much. Maybe. See, but that's kind of different because it's a no, burger. No, it's not. But then they serve it. They serve it with brown mustard, and I just say put the yellow mustard on because it's the same thing as gravy and biscuits with yellow mustard. It adds a spice to it. I just think that mustard is not a breakfast food. I said what I said. Just shut up for the rest of the show. Look, we're talking about origins of drag, and, well, I'm just trying to tell y'all why I even got into drag, because drag was never even on my radar. I was just, well, like, how did you even come here, Blake? Like To World of Wonder? Yeah, like, what what was your whole journey as far as, were you ever a performer? Did you ever? No. I always said I don't want to be famous, but I want to know famous people. For real? Yeah, because I don't want the attention on me, but I want to, like, run in those circles. And then if, like... But that's not why I wound up here. I graduated and left Fayetteville, Arkansas, and I wanted to move to Los Angeles, so... So you went from college? Is that University of Arkansas? Yes. I went from there, and I I lived in Dallas for six months. I did, too. I lived in Dallas right after college. I lived in Dallas for six months, only because I had a good friend moving to L.A., but she wasn't moving immediately. So I waited on her. I, like, did an internship. Mm -mm. My uncle that my biological aunt married, his brother, he's passed on now, R.I.P., but he was an Elvis impersonator. Okay. I love and it. And he ran a company where, you know, you would call his company and he would find you any kind of impersonator Oh yeah, around the country. And so I interned for him, moved out to L.A. I interned for, like, a PR agency out in the valley. Like, it gagged me with a spoon. And then I, like, saw an ad online for I don't even know if it said World of Wonder or I don't remember at all what it said but I ended up here on an interview with Theron Smothers Hey girl Oh my god at, for an internship which I soon became the not intern but the outturn because I'd just come out and then I later <laughs> became the runner and now after that I started doing IT and then Equipment and a producing. Theron's been around longer than Fitton and Randy and RuPaul. About. Yeah. Theron was an old man when she was 20 years old. <laughs> yeah. She's an old, dirty old man. Yeah. Yeah. Theron's, uh, to this day, Theron is, is still like, you know, he's kind of my number one contact. You know, I had done a podcast because podcasts are weird for me to where I don't, well, like I say, I don't have a car. So I find that people listen to podcasts like when they're driving home from work or whatever. And I just laugh and laugh and laugh. And I think you chose that life where you have a commute. Oh my God. (laughs) Why are people so stupid? Do you listen to podcasts? And when? You don't? I don't even listen to like that TCM podcast where he was talking to Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown. Oh my God. Listen to me. Pam Greer. 
we're going to do a whole episode on Jackie Brown. It's funny because, listen, y'all, don't change the channel because here's the thing. It's very serendipitous that I that Jackie Brown came out. <sighs> Jackie Brown is one of my very favorite films. <sighs> Stop it! Sorry, no. God. Pam Greer is going to I wish Pam Greer would walk around that corner right now and fucking you know, she's nail in you. One of my favorite movies. What? Jawbreaker. <laughs> yes, of course. I love Jawbreaker. I like when she's in there and she's got the jawbreaker and she's like, ooh, it's sweet. Wham! And then she slams yeah. it on the table. Mm-hmm. She's such a badass. You know, but I think I talked about this maybe on a previous episode. You know, talking about gender identity, you know, I've always identified or at least tried to be a man, you mm-hmm. know, tried to do all that and represent. But I had recently just discovered that I was like, oh, my God, when I'm watching a movie, I don't identify with hardly any male character. I identify with female characters. Hey, girl. And when I saw Jackie Brown in 1997, and I also believe that that was one of the possibly the maybe it was Pulp Fiction, but it was one of the first movies I saw in L.A. So it also Mm. represented a time of change for me. Yeah. Because I had already been Louisiana to Dallas for a couple of years. My best friend from childhood was like, I'm living in New York. You know, we talked about we were going to be roommates. Um, I need a roommate in like two months. Are you ever going to move to New York? That was my like, yeah, I am. Yeah. Paid off all Why my credit not? cards. You have a place to live. 73 Thompson Street. So I went up there and then, you know, finally came back out to L.A. after doing all that Nellie Olson stuff and traveling around and getting even more immersed in gay culture and places like Provincetown and Fire Island and, you know, wherever else. Hey, girl. And I'm watching Jackie Brown and I'm like, oh, my God. I love Tarantino. I know he kind of gets a bad rap now, but he can write female characters. That's my problem with a lot of those Halloween movies. Some of these guys today just don't know how to write female characters, but I love the way Tarantino writes. I mean, I just do. I love it. Every one of these characters I was like, I somehow identify with Jackie Brown, someone who's at a point in her life where she realized you are aged you're still hot like me, but you have no savings. What are you going to do for the rest of your life? And I really thought about that when I moved to L.A. I'm like, what are you doing? And I was still into, the, into that phrase of, oh, I'll just book one commercial and all my debt will be erased. Well, I'm still waiting on that one commercial booking. You ain't flow. God, tell me about Can you it, imagine that bitch. Though? I mean, but you know what? I can hardly even watch those commercials. So you know what? You got to be happy with where you are, when you are. It's all a beautiful gumbo when it comes <laughs> right down to it. You know, there's Jennifer Coolidge over there. Mm-hmm. Blake, you're over here. Connie, we're all in this stew, and we're all still here, and we're all having a good time. So that's the thing, survival. Like Jackie Brown, it's just like, stay around. Right. Your ticket will come back up. It's, you know, I have nothing left to live or die for, so I'm not going anywhere. But I was watching all these characters and like the Bridget Fonda, the Bridget Fonda character because she was all pot and uh-huh. protein shakes uh-huh. and wanting to get fucked by some kind. And I'm like, I I know that girl, honey, come at me. Hey, girl. You want to go do step class? 
I love that scene in Jackie Brown where she goes. It sounds like me in the 20s except for the protein shake. (laughs) Unless you got the protein shake while you were fucking someone. Well, but that's basically kind of what happened in the in the movie. But I also love that com- there's a character named Simone uh, that's another one of Sam Jackson's girls. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when Jackie Brown is doing... Well, it's all about she's trying to smuggle some money into the country from Mexico without these ATF guys who are after Sam Jackson uh, catching her. So they're doing this thing where they're going to meet at the mall and Jackie's going to go into this dressing room and they're going to... Is it McCain or Park Plaza? It's the Delamo Fashion Center okay. out in Carson, I believe. Okay. Um, so near the airport. I knew you would know. Of course I know. I am well educated on my film. And they do this test run. <laughs> they send Simone, one of Sam Jackson's girls, which when, you, when we're first introduced to Simone... Robert De Niro is a convict, and he has just been released from jail. So, of course, what's the first thing, you know, you're going to do? You're going to get your friend laid, you know? So Sam Jackson sends him over to Simone's house, and we cut to the scene, and Simone is in the middle of lip-syncing Supreme's Baby Love, my baby love. Hey, girl. Can I sing on this show, or will we have to pay rights? Or royalties to Diana Ross because you know she's like Ann Wilson. I think she'll you be can knocking on your sing door since it's what? your own rendition. Oh, really? Because I, I can also change the melody line, but I don't want people to think that I don't know the melody of Baby Love. And Robert De Niro is just kind of sitting in the chair, just kind of half paying attention, and the phone rings. And then this woman that played, I wish I could remember her name. I get her and Hattie Winston mixed up, but I also, I almost want to say it's Hattie Winston if you want to Google IMDb, who played Simone in Jack. Brown will do. She's doing that. The phone rings, and then she runs up. She goes, Excuse me, baby. And she answers the phone, and she's just got that. Oh, she's so wonderful. And she goes, Hello. And you, you know, on the other line, it's Sam Jackson. And she goes, Hello, baby. And the way she's only on camera for a few moments, but every actor that's in a Tarantino movie, they really get to shine. You know what I mean? It's just fantastic really showcases but simone is the character that they do the test run where they're only going to exchange ten thousand dollars and simone walks right out of the mall into her car and they never you never see simone again in the movie like simone is the shit and i'm and i'm looking at these scenarios and i'm going i swear to god if i was any of these women i would be doing the exact same thing Okay, so we've got Jackie Brown as one of your... Well, all of them, even Sharonda, who's the crackhead. But Sharonda's over in Compton, but he told her it was Hollywood. As Sam Jackson said, her dumb ass don't even know the difference. I was smoking a lot of bond at that time, and I'm going, I relate to Sharonda too. Because sometimes you just want to be like, you know what? This is hard. I can't imagine getting around on a Thomas God. Well, you know, that's my Legally Blonde story. I don't know if I told that yet. That's for another episode. But I was slightly late (laughs) for my Legally Blonde first day because it was way out in Montrose, and I was fucking in a 280ZX pedal to the metal with the Thomas guide and heart's greatest hits. All I want to do is make, I was listening to that heart. I had just gotten this singles collection of heart. So it was the whole time I was listening to that, 
But the thing about Jackie Brown is Jackie Brown was the first movie, and this was 96, that made me think of what was the original movie that I, as a very, very small, I wasn't even in school yet. I was a baby. <laughs> that I identified with every woman in this movie. And I, I think that it was the film that just made me love women so much or want to... I'm not, confused. Well, I was about to give you the answer it's the poseidon adventure oh the okay. poseidon adventure is the... i thought you were talking about jackie brown Sorry. oh no well i was talking about jackie brown but see jackie when i saw jackie brown that was the first movie where i went that's so weird that i relate to every woman in this this film Cast. it's like yeah and then i went that hasn't been like since the poseidon adventure like 25 years before you know when i was four years old so we talked about drive-in movies and just you know the excitement of going to see movies and just, you know, mm -hmm. getting out of the house. and Yeah, we did, Nicole Kidman. Well, <laughs> I don't even get that reference. Uh, somehow, heartbreak feels good in a place like this. What is that for? You know, the is that have from... you not seen a movie in the past, like, five I years? Uh, listen, I like three Nicole Kidman films. But at the beginning it. of every movie, at least at AMC. Oh, my God, yes. Her walking around the damn movie in by the herself. In Because, you know, that's just like her. She's like, no, I want to see the movie by myself. I am renting out this entire theater. It's elitist. She is such an elitist. Jesus Christ. Now, listen, the first movie I ever remember seeing where there was this amazing experience of community and not gay community, just community was Blazing Saddles. Do you remember a movie called Blazing Saddles? It was yeah. directed by Mel Brooks. Yeah, it's a comedy. Yes. Well, uh, like uh, it would be called a black comedy. It literally dark humor it, it, like heathers is a black yes comedy. but the irony with blazing saddles is that you know mel brooks is jewish the lead in blazing saddles is clavon little sexy motherfucker so he plays like i believe he's the sheriff so the whole humor about this movie you know that is when black exploitation was you know right. popular my parents were choosing to go see these movies and i was just coming along because i was the baby on my mom's lap but what they didn't know is that i was paying the fuck attention <laughs> and blazing saddles again i don't know what it would be like to get amongst a group of people and watch this movie but i have a feeling we would all be rolling in the motherfucking <laughs> aisles <laughs> we would go to the battlefield twin cinema at the battlefield mall yes they love to celebrate that civil war and mm -hmm. the confederacy and all that shit and I remember sitting on my parents' lap, and there was a scene where all of the cowboys are sitting around a campfire, and they're eating baked beans, and then they start letting them rip. <laughs> they just start farting and farting and farting. <laughs> and you have to remember, it's like you're in this dark room with like a hundred strangers, and everyone in the room is laughing their ass off. Like... For a child, like, that's a great experience. You know, if you think about that, because they don't know what's going on or what they're saying. They're just hearing fart noises. And everyone is rolling. And I specifically remember that experience. And 
it just made me know that going to the movies was going to be an exciting time. That indescribable feeling we get when the lights begin to dim. And we go somewhere we've never been before. And there were other movies that they had taken me to see. There, were, I remember a couple of Dirty Harry movies. My my dad was obsessed with Clint Eastwood, and and I love his films. I even his recent films like The Mule or Grand Torino. Torino. <laughs> it's a Versace. I yeah, I do. I love him, and I love when he plays that stereotype old curmudgeon character because I know that he stumped for the Republican Party and everything, <gasps> but. I'm not saying he wasn't an asshole because I hate what he did to Sandra Locke. I do. And I hate how the entire town, because the other thing about Sandra Locke, who for those of you who don't know, Sandra co-starred in every one of his films from Outlaw Josie Wales, The Gauntlet, which is great, Bronco Billy, which is a very underrated Clint Eastwood film, Every Which Way But Loose, Any Which Way You Can, and then her piece de resistance, Sudden Impact. Impact. Thank you. Go ahead, punk. Make my day. But, you know, there were vigilante films. So it was also this weird Republican, like January 6th, I'll take the law into my own hands and we will fuck this shit up. So that wasn't lost on me, but I think that vigilante Ism is something that I wound up tapping into later when I fell in love with slasher films. And characters like Laurie Strode, where I'm going, I've seen all the Clint Eastwood movies. Girl, get up and start fighting now. <laughs> but those are the only movies that I remember being taken to by my parents. So a lot of that, those images, you know, if you go and look at Magnum Force, the second Dirty Harry movie, it's basically about these insane, rogue San Francisco cops. <laughs> Who are going around and killing uh, all the hippies and all like mm-hmm. I remember Suzanne Summers has a small part <laughs> and she is literally shot. She's skinny dipping in a pool <laughs> and then they blow her away like she's dead. It was disturbing to see those images, but I was also, you know, kind of obsessed with the Sharon Tate and the man. So, you know, dead blondes has always, you know, these. These blonde women victims, you know, that's why I think by the time that Halloween came around and we had this character that's like, oh, no, you're not going to get over on the babysitter, not the high school babysitter. That's a powerful character, and that's a powerful female message to send out in cinema, which I think is amazing. I mean, I hate I don't hate them, but I really don't like what they did to the Laurie Strode character. I was about to ask you because I didn't really love like she almost becomes like a G.I. Jane or something. And it's kind of like she doesn't have to be that hard. Well, it's like her dad sold real estate. I I love the Halloween H2O, even though I hated that title because it's Mm -hmm. stupid. They were like, if we're going to do it, it has to be now. I buy her as the chancellor or the dean of a of a. Uh, you know, I'm like, Boarding that sounds school, like yeah. Laurie Strode. I'm like, I don't want Laurie Strode to be like, I've got barbed wire fences and I've mm-hmm. built a trap under. Right. But I loved Halloween Ends. I hated 2018. And then that Halloween Kills, oh my God. Fuck off. If I heard Evil Dies Tonight and that horrible Anthony Michael Hall, that horrible, like that, like that first time I tried to bottom. 
horrible, horrible, horrible. Once characters like Laurie Strode, you know, that you can identify with as, you know, like gay men do, it it really did excite me. And even like, you know, the film like Sandra Locke and Sudden Impact, even though that is a vigilante film, whereas Laurie Strode isn't really a vigilante, she's just fighting back. But it just made me feel really great for women. I'm like, these women are so awesome that they are fighting back, you know, because it just... It bummed me out to see so many gorgeous women, you know, as as victims, you know, whether it's Sharon Tate or, you know, someone in Suzanne Somers in a Dirty Harry movie or whatever. So that kind of late 70s feminist in the movies or in real life. Yeah, both. Just both. And even today, you know, as far as Hollywood, with all the creepy shit that goes on that's been going on, you know, with executives and everything, I hope. You know, women will just, like, stop standing for that shit and, like, call that shit out. Yeah, so Anna Nicole didn't have to die for nothing. <laughs> I don't think anyone ever, you know, Anna Nicole, I don't I think, I don't think anyone would try, you know, because, you know, Anna Nicole, Jerry Hall, all those Texas girls, they'll, they'll fucking leg wrestle you to the ground. Daddy, chill. You know, I always loved, you heard what Sean Young, like, apparently Weinstein, you know, pulled his dick out Daddy. in front of Sean Young one time and you know it'd be like uh, do you really want to do that because I'd be scared Sean Young would pull out a fucking knife and or cut it right just off bite it off <laughs> but she was hilarious she just was like uh, you know that's really not attractive you should put that away and she left the room so I always say you know when in doubt just get out immediately well I learned about on this episode. What did you learn about on this episode? Hattie Winston. Is wait, okay, so let's talk. Was it Hattie yes. Winston that was in Jackie Brown? Yes. Okay, I also feel like Hattie Winston was in one of my favorite Sean Young movies called Love Crimes, but I don't I don't think that is. I think that's Arnitra shit. Okay, Hattie Winston. Hattie Winston is great. She's been on a lot of TV shows and everything. She is brilliant. Quentin Tarantino would not have hired her if she wasn't brilliant. She's so brilliant. Also, Cleveland Little. Cleavon. Cleavon. I keep fucking his name up. He's sexy. I keep as putting hell. the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. That movie is so funny. I would love for young people to watch Blazing Saddles today just to see what they think about because. They're not ready for something like that. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like watching old episodes of Sanford and Son. Like, that stuff is edgy. It's just like the language is just crazy. You know, did I ever tell you if I ever had a daughter and she ever came up and asked me, she's like, Daddy, I would like to start dating. I'd be like, okay, um, well, we're going to watch a movie tonight. It's called Looking for Mr. Goodbar. Daddy, chill. And I just want you to know, this is what can happen if you want, this is, this is boys for you and scare the shit out of her. So here's to women taking control. control. Find the Laurie Strode within you or the Pam Greer. 